All right, and we are live in the somewhat fantasy lounge. Uh, no intro today because we don't have it because Randy and Trotter left us hanging uh, pretty good. So it's just me and Ryan. Uh, both your hosts are out this week. Uh, so we're going to try to make this as quick as possible because we didn't want to leave the league without any podcast this week because uh, we're true we're true fans of the podcast. If we don't make a podcast, I've got nothing to listen to. I'm going to drive to work Thursday morning, so uh, here we go. Great to come off the bench. Thanks for having me back. Uh, the B team's in, boys. Hold on to your seatbelts because this is going to be awful and hopefully quick and painless. Yeah, so uh, uh, Randy first felt – we're going to yeah. touch on some NF, major NFL news. Dave, a rash of injuries hitting the league. We'll hit it first with Cooper Cup on IR with his ankle. Um how does Mac respond from this with Cooper Cup going down? And he's already got Jamar Chase on the bench right now. It doesn't look good for him right now. What do you think? Yeah, so hopefully Jamar Chase, he wants to come back this week, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to. He'll be back probably next week. Um, so at least he's getting that uh, on the horizon. He's already made the playoffs. He's 9-1, and one, um, thank God. But right now he's trying to move Higby um, for receiver, running back, but no one's really giving him anything. Co- uh, Cooper Cup, though, is supposedly going to have ankle surgery uh, on IR. I don't really see him coming back this year. There's really no point of him coming back and you know hurting himself more. Yeah, window on his injury is going to bring him back like week 15, 16. Um, right now, the Atlanta Falcons have a better chance of making the NFL playoffs than the LA Rams. So I don't know. I think it's a stretch that he comes back and plays it all the rest of the year. But you have to hold on and and see if he's on your roster. So Mac's probably going to have to eat that roster spot down the stretch into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you can't really drop him yet just to be sure until you definitely know he's not going to be there. But the good thing is he does have Higby, who is the next guy up in line, even though he's a tight end. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the other wide receivers because I have one, you have one, and I'm playing against Gallagher, who's starting Allen Robinson, who was on my team for four weeks, and I dropped him, of course, and now he's startable. Um, yeah, those targets got to go somewhere. Yeah, and the other big one for me is Zach Ertz out for the season with a knee injury. Um, that one really hurt me because he was my only trade value for this week. Uh, I was going to try to move him now with Andrews coming back, uh, so that one really hurt. Uh, you, on the other hand, have a come up from that with a trade. Yeah, Rondell Moore, I just got him from SEMO. Uh, trade was uh, Singletary and uh, Brandon Cooks for Rondell Moore, and... Um, Greg Dulcich, tight end from Denver, I'm pretty high on. I dropped him earlier and then traded back for him to get him. But I think Rondell's going to be a target hog. I mean, they do nothing but throw the ball over there. Um, obviously, Kyler Murray was out last week. Cole McCoy, who stepped in for him, was banged up. We'll talk about those guys in our Colts return section coming up next. But there's a lot of targets to go around in that offense, so I'm pretty pleased at what Rondell Moore could offer me down the stretch here. Uh, another injury to a pat, another tight end injury, actually. We're going to bounce ahead of Dallas Goddard. Pretty big loss for Gallagher. Uh, he goes down. I think he actually had a touchdown in that game, so he scored a little bit over 10 points. So it didn't kill him last week, but he's on IR, so you're going to be sitting at least four weeks. Uh, and it is thin on the waiver wire at tight end, to say the least. Yeah, I'm playing him this week, thank God. And uh, right now he's got some. He's got a mash unit in. He's starting Allen Robinson. He's starting Tyler Conklin as his uh, tight end. I know he was tra- talking with McCarthy about trying to get Higby, but – uh, I think he was offering James Robinson. I don't think that's going to do it on, on McCarthy's end. Um, but, yeah, it's a tough it's a tough tight end uh, era right now, I guess. And Dolchich is a nice pickup for you, too. I think he's going to have a nice week. I'm, he's he's in the uh, the Daily Daves for later. Um, 
But Goddard also said that he wants to come back immediately after the four weeks. Um, so I think he'll still be good for the playoffs, which Gallagher should be in because he has the weakest division uh, in our league. So he should end up winning that league. Or, I'm sorry, winning that division. Yeah, moving ahead to some other injuries. Two, two wide receivers that went down. Juju Smith-Schuster got absolutely clocked and knocked yeah. out of the game early on. Um, and Jerry Judy out with an ankle injury. Looked really bad to start, but there's whispers that he might have a slim chance at actually playing this weekend. Of those two injuries, Dave, uh, which one do you think is going to be the mo- have the guy out the longest and be the most impactful moving forward? I think Juju for sure. And unfortunately, both of those guys, again, are on Gallagher's team. Um, so... With Juju out, he was averaging like 18 to 22 points a week, and he was really starting to flourish in that offense. So I think that's a big hit uh, for him this week. Uh, Judy also was having some nice games, um, but I think I think Juju's the, the bigger hit on that. Um, that's why he has to start Allen Robinson and, and Chase Claypool. Yeah, who knows what you're going to end up getting out of those Rams pass catchers. A-Rob could be a sneaky play, but the way he's performed all year doesn't give you high hopes. No. Two other pass catchers headed IR, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. I think it is nothing other than increased target share for uh, Devontae Adams, but that, that Raiders offense has looked abysmal in, in weeks of late. Yeah, so that happened right after our podcast last week, those two guys going out. Um, Renfro really wasn't having a year anyway, but Waller barely played, um, so it's basically the same offense. Um uh, Foster Moreau, though, had a nice game, and, you know, of course, uh, Waldo picked him up. So, you know, the rich keep getting richer. He also picked up Christian uh, Watson, so that's another huge pickup for him. Um, and then uh, last one, Khalil Herbert. I traded <laughs> traded for him on Monday night. He goes on IR on uh, Tuesday morning. I traded him Tom Brady, who I was going to drop anyway, but uh, I thought I would at least have Herbert in maybe two or three weeks or going into the playoffs. So I had to drop him just for a roster spot. My team is looking pretty bad. Yeah, I hate to see it, but a good little uh, sneaky pickup, I think, in Jared Pinkin is to fill that, uh, that RB depth on the bench. Yeah, um, he should get some catches. I mean, that's all I'm looking for out of a, a bench guy is someone who catches the ball. Um, but some guys who are close to return, we already mentioned Jamar Chase uh, should be back, not this week, but pr- probably next week. Um, you would think they would hold him out until he's completely healthy uh, to make a playoff run. Hollywood Browns also is pr- pretty interesting uh, because he was having a great year. Like you mentioned, Rondell Moore is there. Uh, we did talk about it, though, too. I think that doesn't really hurt Rondell Moore because Arizona passes the ball until they get in the red zone. Um, and Rondell Moore isn't really not a red zone target, so I think you're still good there. But I think Hollywood Brown down the stretch could be pretty interesting. Unfortunately, he's on Lathe's team, so I don't know what you think of that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it gives me a little bit of pause. Like, I tried to make that move for Rondale, and then Hollywood's back at practice this week. But uh, that Ertz injury going down, I mean, target share always has to add up to 100% at the end of the day, and that percentage from Ertz has got to go somewhere. So it's interesting. going to be interesting to see because, uh, like, kind of what the role plays out. I mean, D-Hop was out for a little bit. Marquise Brown was on absolute tear. Marquise Brown gets hurt. Rondell steps into the slot role. Greg Dortch was a guy yeah. for three weeks at the beginning of the year. So it'll be interesting to see when they got a full, fully healthy wide receiver core where it goes. Uh, from the cat, pass catchers in Arizona to the guys throwing them the ball, Kyler Murray sat last week, uh, still out right now, and Cliff Kingsbury earlier this week quoted as saying he wouldn't determine who's going to start between Kyler and Colt McCoy, who was also knocked out of the game last week. One thing, one takeaway for me from that game, though, the offense really didn't skip a beat. I mean, Rondell Moore had his highest scoring game of the season. Uh, could have had something to do with the Earth's injury mid-game, but even Hop, like, 
14 targets, 10 catches. He ended up putting up like a 19, and he was coming into the game averaging a 21-22. So he's getting close to his average. I mean, are you really worried with the pass catchers in Arizona if Kyler sits? I don't think so. Well, here's the other thing, too, is they got a W. So uh, they got the win, and I don't think they did miss a step with Colt McCoy, which is kind of a – uh, not a good look for Kyler, Kyler Murray and all the money that they're paying him that a guy Colt McCoy who was drafted when we were still in high school I think is outplaying him so yeah uh, looked a little bit better with him going and Colt McCoy is it is it just me or is it every time you see Colt McCoy come into a game he immediately gets knocked out of that game after playing like really good in the first half is that happened to him a couple of times yeah he's not a he's not a real big guy well, same thing with Kyler Murray but uh he seems to be injured all the time but every time I feel like he, every time I see him some some trainers carrying his helmet and walking him off the field I don't know every time he gets in though he does play well uh, he's like a, a consummate professional so uh, other guy too OBJ still not signed uh he's cleared to play so we're still waiting on him uh Mike Williams Keenan Allen I know you're waiting on Mike Allen or Mike Williams to come back Keenan Allen Keenan Allen supposedly is on limited basis, but that guy could sneeze and pull his hamstring, so we'll have to see if he comes back. Um, that could have some other fantasy implications as well going forward with trades and things like that. Um, he's on, I think, uh, well, Mike Williams is on your team. You're in the playoff hunt, and Keenan Allen is on. Simo's team was also in the playoff hunt right now, too. You guys are both 5-5, five and five, I believe. Yeah, we're uh, it's getting tight for the playoff hunt, which we'll take a look at the league in a second as far as standings go. But that, I'd love to see Mike Williams back. Definitely need him. Uh, another guy that you have hopefully coming back this week, a guy who I've been trying to get on my roster for the better part of the season, Mark Andrews. Back at practice this week, trending towards playing, has a good shot, according to John Harbaugh. Um, Gus Edwards probably a guy also coming back for those Ravens. Um, I know – there's a couple of guys that own quarterbacks to those last couple of playmakers that we just talked about from Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Mark Andrews. As a Lamar owner, I am all for Mark Andrews coming back this week, whether he's on your team or my team or whoever's team, because Lamar plays better when Mark Andrews is in the lineup. And I'm sure Gallagher would love to get those top two pass catchers uh, back for, for Justin Herbert, who's been a little bit of a disappointment for him this year so far. Yeah, Justin Herbert's not living up to the uh, the hype, but I don't know if it's all his fault. And yes, Mark Andrews is a huge part of my team without him I'm pretty much uh, out of the playoffs, so I need him to come back and, and be good. But the nice thing is, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Channel dropped Likely, so now I have Likely. So just in case he ever does get injured, I have the backup plan, which is good going into the playoffs. Um, other thing, Matt Stafford possibly playing, like we mentioned, cups out and who's going to be the top guy there. So um, I don't know if that really makes a difference going forward, how bad he's been playing. Uh, other uh, news around the league. So Bills versus Browns game uh, right now is supposed to be three to six feet, <laughs> three to six feet, feet, not inches, but feet of snow. So uh, if you have anybody in the Bills Browns game, you probably want to watch out for that to see if they're going to be moved to. I don't know. Last time they played in Detroit when there was like seven feet of snow a few years ago. So. And, and I totally forgot that they moved that game in the past. I had no, I like really did not even think that that was going to be an option. I have already play certain teams in my daily lineup because of that game. So if it gets moved, that's going to screw up that daily lineup. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it might actually end up working out, but it will be a neutral site, which uh, we'll see. Uh, other thing, Jeff Saturday we talked about last week, got his uh, W and his debut. They went back to Matt Ryan. JT was back to JT form. Um, so maybe this is a turnaround for the Colts. But uh, they have a tough matchup uh, this week, I think. Uh, I forgot who they're playing, but I'm pretty sure it's a tough matchup. <laughs> I 
I'm sure any Colts fans out there that also have Jonathan Taylor in their fantasy lineups are probably going to be petitioning for Jeff Saturday to get the full time gig if this is what he looks like. The offense looks like under him. Um, definitely looks good. Uh, I think he's going to make a couple of Colts players that haven't been relevant in fantasy for a few weeks a little bit more relevant down the stretch with Matt Ryan under center too. If they can get that rushing game, rushing attack on Josh McDaniels continues to fall from grace in, in Oakland. Uh, one of the underrated things you look at, Derek Carr had this emotional talk at the podium where he, I don't even know that he said anything. I think he just stood up there and cried a little bit. But um, I mean, this might be the only move. Think of all the other great receivers that have left their, their longtime homes and gone to great teams like Diggs from Minnesota to Buffalo. They end up as one of the best teams in the AFC in a few years. Just more recently, Tyree Kill making the jump over from uh, Kansas City over to Miami. Even Juju kind of yeah. bringing it back in uh, in Kansas City now with Patrick Mahomes. And then there's Devontae Adams who goes to his his boy, his his roommate, his quarterback from college and Derek Carr, and they are a two win team and gonna end up with a top three draft pick. It's just it's unbelievable. But rumor out on the streets is McDaniels isn't gonna get let go because Raider money issues. What do you think about that? Yeah, I saw a quote today, I guess uh they the owners, uh, they're actually not, they're like one of the poorest owners. Obviously, they're way, have more, way more money than we do. But as far as owners go, uh, they have some of the least amount of money. They just got a new stadium. So right now, they can't actually afford to fire McDaniels because they would have to pay him for the next two years. So it looks like he's here for a while. Um, and Adams, Adams, it's really not his fault. He's been, out, you know, Adams all year doing what he does. But this team has just got awful. He should have stayed in Green Bay and, uh, made Aaron Rodgers figure out this money situation because both of them are struggling without each other. Yeah, not a good look for those franchises. Next to the last bit of news, him, the man himself, the Bears' first quarterback that they've ever had in our entire lifetime, Justin Fields. Can we consider him now for a legitimate MVP candidate or at least, like, can he be mentioned, honorable mention? Where do you see him continuing to perform down the stretch? Some tougher matchups coming up. we got Philly on the schedule. we got Buffalo on the schedule. Um, but... You think uh, feels legitimate MVP candidate? I mean, as of right now, it, he hasn't really played in an, in like a really cold, terrible weather game. Other than first game of the year, obviously was was bad. But uh, last week was like thirty eight. It wasn't snowing or anything. Um, but he's going to go to Philly. He's going to go to Buffalo. We'll see if he can continue running. But I think he's at least in the conversation as an MVP. I mean, he's doing things that no one has ever done in the NFL, breaking records each week. Um, you know, the rushing is just outrageous. What he's doing. We're not winning, though, so I think that's the biggest issue. So you can't really make him the MVP because you're not winning. Uh, but he should be in the conversation, and we're going in the right direction at least. I don't think the dude gets enough credit um, for the way he's kind of changed his game. He was not a rushing quarterback in, in college. I mean, he was not getting design runs for him at Ohio State. They played a lot of like lopsided formation, man-beater type stuff where they just had better athletes than the competition, and – that's how they beat you. I mean, he had a ton of bomb touchdowns to some of those, some of the receivers at Ohio state throughout his college career, a big game against Clemson. He threw for like 350 yards. It was all in the pocket, but this dude is now rushing the ball. I mean, he's like, he is Lamar Jackson. He asked, he is, he is, uh, the Philadelphia quarterback to uh, I think drawing his name Hurst. I mean, they're running this offense like that, and he's adapted his game, and he has just been dominating. I mean, sixth leading rusher in the NFL, and we didn't start running him until like week four. No, so I don't know if this continues and he does it against a good team. So he hasn't won many games, and I don't know. I don't know if you saw the clip. The Sean McCoy going absolutely in on Justin Fields. 
on TV on some like NFL Now or NFL uh, Day Show or something like that. But I think uh, he's now he's putting up points. He's not he's not the reason we're not winning games. And I think he needs a little bit more credit just for how he's turned into a, an elite rusher, an elite quarterback rusher at the NFL level. Yeah, we we were all on him in the beginning of the year. We're like, this isn't the guy, but. Uh, now they've actually, like you mentioned, they, they put an offense in that uh, to his strength where he can do RPOs. He gets out of the pocket. They're actually calling runs for him. They're not, you know, he's not, well, he, he is running when the when the line breaks down, but there are a lot of runs where they're designed for him with, you know, you got running backs out in front, pulling guards, things like that. So looks real good. Um, next thing, we're going to talk a little bit about trending up and trending down. Everything that goes up must come down. Uh, so the six trending teams in the league. And then also the six uh, teams that are on the downfall. So right now, the number one trending team in the league would have to be Waldo. He's eight and two. He's in second. Um, he's playing McCarthy this week, so he probably is going to take over that top spot. Um, I don't know about points because McCarthy still has a lot of points. But uh, right now, do you think he's the best team in the league? Yeah, right now, just with the rash of injuries that have hit McCarthy's team, I mean, like, ungodly amount of injuries he's faced the last two weeks. He's going to battle through, and I'm sure he's going to be fine to make the playoffs. But um, Waldo, definitely the strongest team right now just because his team's healthy. I mean, he gets Ramon J. Stevenson back coming off by. The production he's getting from his running backs is the big reason behind his team being considered probably the, the – the, scariest team right now in the league i mean his wide receivers were going to dominate you knew that from the get-go because he picked basically three straight to start the draft but etn has turned into a legitimate every week rb1 um and stevenson even when they're not running him and they're playing from behind he's getting all the receiving work and they're not afraid to throw him the ball out of the backfield so he's got rb1 upside too so he's, he's definitely by far the the team that's trending up the most right now in the league yeah, he texted me last week. He's like, I'm, I'm, I think I scored 89 points last week. I was, I lost by like 100. I mean, I'm sorry, like 45 points. He's like, hey, uh, you know you're gonna lose this week. That's good for me, right? It's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. Waldo, I get it. Uh, yeah, he's sitting pretty. I think both him and Mac are locks for the playoffs. I think it's pretty much a done deal. I mean, but you, uh, you got to watch yourself talking all that junk uh, four weeks before the playoffs start. Um, yeah, guess you never know. Yep. I mean, look at Mac. We all thought he was gonna go 18 and 0 or whatever. And now he's looking looking pretty rough. But uh, other yeah. team uh, on on trending up is Gallagher, six and four. Uh, he won last week. He's third, just because he's in the worst division. Uh, he's in third right now. Um, so right now, he you would think he makes the playoffs just because he's in a division with Lath, Andy, and uh, Wasim. So all three of those teams, other than Wasim, uh, are in contention for. Uh, the teats. Yeah. Yeah, I think Gallagher's looking good. Uh, I, interesting how they were using McCaffrey last week. Uh, Elijah Mitchell coming back off injury actually ended up having more carries. I think it was like 18 15 was the split. Uh, I think Shanahan really wants it to be a 50 50 split, but that I don't think is going to be a big deal because it, McCaffrey's just going to end up being more efficient. I mean, 15 looks in the San Francisco offense compared to 25 in a Sam Darnold led Carolina Panthers offense are a little bit different. Yeah, and uh, big matchup, though, between me and him this week. We're both 6-4. and four. Uh, It kind of determines who's going to make the playoffs and who's going to be fighting to make the playoffs in the coming weeks, uh, whoever yeah. can get to seven wins. But he's got those injuries we talked about earlier, and my receivers suck. So it's going to be yeah. an interesting game. 
Salachuka teams there with like uh, behind Waldo and McCarthy right now that are basically the playoffs have started for us. We got to start getting some wins and racking them up quick. Next team trending up, Semo two in a row after dropping a nice 150 points on me. He gets a win last week to improve to five and five. Like you said about his uh, division earlier, it's it's Gallagher, and then he's got uh, and Andy and uh, Lathan that who both teams are struggling and trending towards not making the playoffs and being in the bottom four of the league. Um, Semo trending right. Five and five, and he's got a pretty tough matchup this week. What do you think, Dave? Uh, yeah, he's playing. Uh, who's he have? He's going up against Lewis, who's another oh, team yeah, that's, that's pretty good right now. Lewis is also in the trending up. He's five and five. They both won two in a row, and <laughs> Lewis's team behind uh, um, Waldo, I think, might be the be- the next best team right now. Uh, yeah. He's got a lot of depth, uh, a lot of receivers, good running backs. Um, so it's another team to look out for. He probably. Sh- is going to squeak into the playoffs. Um, and then we have Randy right now, unfortunately is one two in a row. That hit list is growing. I wish he was on here to talk about it, but he's, he's ten- heading to it. He's, he's gaining momentum. Four Don't and six. Don't let the kid get hot is what we've said. You never know. Four and six. He plays Trotter this week. So another favorable matchup to get him to five and six. And if he just wins, if he wins out, he's probably in the playoffs. Um, and then last team Trotter, I did put in there because he did put up, 142 points. He's also four and six. So he still is in the hunt unbelievably um, right now. Now the teams that are trending down, unfortunately me and you are both on this list. Uh, you're on it just because you have been having bad losses, but right now McCarthy nine and one, I know he's on the list trending down, which is crazy, but he has a ton of injuries. So right now it's, it's not looking good, but he's already in the playoffs, but he is on the way down. Not where you want to be uh, heading into the playoffs. Yeah, loses Cooper Cup, but he's getting Jamar Chase back, so hopefully he gets gets Chase back in the lineup and Hopkins could carry him through something. I mean, uh, Josh Allen didn't have his best performance, but you got to think that they're going to respond down the stretch. They've got some pretty juicy matchups down the stretch, so Josh Allen should help his team get right, even with those wide receiver injuries. Like you said, Dave, you and I are both on that list. Um, he listed here 89 points and definitely needs himself a wide receiver. Yeah. Dave is basically able, going to be willing to trade you anybody but Mark Andrews, even though I've offered him two <laughs> wide receivers for those. What are you going to do? Um, so I mean, still, I'm, six I, and, still six and four though, Dave. So you're not looking too bad. No, I mean six and four. I, I've been getting trade offers. I actually got a really good one from from Channel. Uh, it was Kamara and uh, Van Jefferson for uh, Damian Pierce. And Jacoby uh, Jacoby Myers now uh, channel willing to move on from Pierce maybe I know so here's the thing that's holding me up is Pierce I can't stand that offense although I mean the Saints offense isn't much better but Kamara definitely is the best player he you know he can put up thirty he can put up forty points yeah whereas Pierce if he doesn't get in the end zone he's gonna put up you know ten to fifteen points which is so respectable and then Myers um, Myers has actually been good he had one game under ten points in like the last seven games so. I'm still on the fence. I probably should do that deal, but I'm just scared if I give up Kamara, I'm going to get screwed. And also, I think Van Jefferson might be good, like we mentioned. We don't know who's going to be the guy that steps up for Los Angeles, but he's probably going to be shit until I drop him, and then he'll end up being good. Um, But definitely a wide receiver. And then, Ryan, yeah, you've had two bad losses, although you've been putting up points. Yeah, but I mean, a little low this past week. I think I didn't break 120. I fell a little bit short of that. Um, I, I did have a pretty rough performance from uh, Derrick Henry this past week, and Lamar was on a bye. So team's basically back to full strength once I get Mike Williams back. So I think I'm feeling all right. I mean, I just went up against two pretty good teams, 
Zemo was hot. A great start by with Kenyon Drake as RB2. And then uh, even with Waddle putting up uh, single-digit points against Waldo, doesn't matter because his t- team still took me to the – Took me to the bank and uh, sent me home in my second consecutive bell. I've been trying to make some minor tweaks to the roster. I just got a deal done with Wasim, uh, Devin Singletary, and Brandon Cooks for Greg Dulcich and Roundell Moore. So, I, you know, I, I like the wide receiver depth I got out of that. I had another one cooking with the commish. We were supposed to talk shop up here on uh, on the pod, but dude snoozing back at home, and we're keeping the pod alive. So, moving on to our next uh team that's trending down channel uh another loss he's sitting now at four and six on the outside looking in for the playoffs he's got a good team i mean wide receivers have been coming on strong terry mclaurin is right now trending towards looking like a a wide receiver one the rest of the way out with heineke just peppering him with deep targets uh that philly stack with aj brown and 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 Hurts looks good. Uh, uh, a surprise. I was pretty surprised to hear that he was thinking about moving Pierce to you, though. Uh, but I don't know. What do you think? He's got lots of points, but he's having trouble racking up some Ws. Yeah, I mean, lots of points. Uh, I get it, though, because if you I mean, you trade out Pierce, you get Kamara. They actually have the same amount of points on the year right now, 133, but Kamara was out for like four games beginning beginning of the season. Um, I mean, he's just he's been running into to bad luck because – he probably has a better team than I do. I honestly, I think I have the seventh or eighth most points, so um, I probably shouldn't be where I'm at right now. Um, so I mean, he's still he's still in the running though. I think he's got a better team than than Trotta or the Commish. So you know, he still could could squeak into that sixth spot that you're holding on to, um, or into the fourth spot or fifth spot. Yeah, Channel's um, had a little bit of bad luck, uh, but I think he's definitely still right there and could find himself back in. Speaking of bad luck, no. Leif, two and eight gets a loss again this past week. Um, had a big win the week prior with Mixon going off for 55. Leith is leading the league in most points scored against. Leith, buddy, we love you. It's got to happen to somebody though. Somebody's got to get the most points scored on him. Yeah, I think he. I think it's like fourteen oh four, and it's like seventy or eighty more points than any other team. It's like outrageous how many points are being scored on him. Um, so yeah, I mean he has again he has a decent team. Uh, he had some injuries, some bye weeks that really hurt him, and it's just it's just not falling <laughs> falling his way. Um, but the other owner, like at least he's paying attention. Uh, Andy, again, I'm going to call you out because you're you've lost seven in a row. You you will not make a trade. Uh, the teats is definitely in your future right now. I I just don't I don't get it. Uh, do you, you like try? I mean, sorry. Uh, uh, McCarthy told me he tried to make a trade to get Zeke Elliott. It was going to give him Higby and somebody else, and he wouldn't even uh, wouldn't even think about it. So, just amazing to me that Andy's two and eight. Uh, he's pretty much out of it. Uh, lowest points in the league. So, we'll see if uh, your name's on the the toilet bowl at the end of the year, oh. Andy. <laughs> you calling your shot right there? I don't know. Uh, I think he's probably got the the. The best, I don't know if you'd say best or worst odds to win it, but either way, it's bad news. Uh, taking a look back, we're going to move on to the deep sea divers we had last week. Just a quick recap from last week. You had a couple of picks. Cole Komet hit 23.4 points, uh, got into the end zone. He also ended up leaving that game with a little bit of a hip injury, and I don't think he's practiced yet this I week. Was, uh, so he's got a thigh. He was doing a crosser okay. route and uh, took a knee to his thigh, um, but he's back at practice, so... Um, I think he's back or limited at practice. I don't know, uh, but he should play. I think 
which would be huge. Arizona defense for another pick, too, 13 points. I mean, you you had some hits last week. AZ defense been kind of sneaky good. You look at their matchups, though, they've got some tough uh, offenses coming up that they got to go up against uh, a couple games within the division, too, if you see San Fran later on down. But, even, I mean, they've, they've been tough. Even against good teams, they, they still get turnovers. They get sacks. Uh, and when their offense is good, it gets them off the field. So um, I think Lewis dropped them again, though, so they're back on the waiver wire if somebody wants to pick them up. But, yeah, I've seen uh, a couple of defenses fall under the waiver wire. All right, who are your picks for DC divers this week, Dan? All right, so this week uh, we're going to go with Trey McBride. He's 5% owned. He's the tight end that's going to be replacing uh, Ertz. So after Ertz went down, he played in 94% of the snaps. So, um, Love to see those numbers. He had a hell of a college tape, too. Yeah, and he was a second-round pick. So they obviously trust the guy, and they, they see a good future for him. Um, so I would say give him a few weeks. I don't know if next week's going to be the week for him, but – he uh, he should be on people's rosters more than five percent. I would uh, assume. Um, next is another defense, a Washington defense, another defense that most people don't think about because they don't play too well. Uh, but since Heineke's come back in, I want to go back up a little bit. They're down. Uh, so they're forty-two percent owned, but that's because this week they went up thirty-eight percent after uh, waiver wire went through. So they were like in ten, fifteen range. Uh, they're playing against Houston which is a great matchup last three weeks. They've averaged 12 points. So that's a great, uh, a great start. If you need a, a defense this week, then I got some 2% club guys. Uh, these guys are not guys that you're going to start this week, but possibly down the road, maybe stash. Uh, so we got Keontae Ingram. He's the new backup for James Conner. Um, you know, maybe put him on the waiver wire, maybe just put him on your watch list and see what he does. Other guy is Treston Ebner on the bears. So he's backing up Montgomery. With Khalil going out and being on IR, uh, he should have a role in this offense, um, possibly a split role. We'll have to see. I threw Ebner on my bench in my other league. I like I like that, uh, that call on the deep sea diver. The two weeks that we had, I think it was Montgomery or Herbert said earlier on this week, weeks three and four, he combined for uh, about 14 looks. So I think he could get some run here down the stretch, especially if uh, you know they want to take the load off Monty or just continue to attack the running game the way they've been doing it. All right, so then uh, we're on to my favorite section. And actually this week, or last week, I'm sorry, best lineup for the Daily Daves. Uh, uh, of course, you just needed me to come in so you could wax that ass with your fucking lineup. Yeah. Give me by damn near 30 points. I got to show everybody that I, I kind of know what I'm talking about. And when I'm getting challenged, I, I, gotta, I, I put up some points. So unfortunately, uh, it was my best lineup of the year. But on FanDuel, I lost by literally point one points. Point one. That's it. Point one. <laughs> Uh, from being in the money. So, uh, Ryan, you put up 109.34. I put up 138.58. So we had a lot of hits this week. Justin Fields, uh, for the second week in a row, he's on my roster, 40.3 points. We all know what he's been doing. Uh, Tony Pollard, 20.3 points. Jamal Williams, 12 points. Cortland Sutton, 10 points. Rondell Moore, 14 points. Travis Kelsey, 17.1. And then the really big surprise was the Vikings defense getting 15 points with that late touchdown on the bad snap. Um so that one ended up working out. The only two that didn't uh, work out was surprising to me was Amari Cooper, who's been really consistent this year, only had a 4.7. And then Cleo Herbert did get his 10 carries, like I mentioned last week. I mean, anytime he got 10 carries or 10 touches, he goes over 10 points. He only had 5.7 and then got injured in the fourth quarter. So um, those were the only two that let me down last week. Uh, overall, pretty good week, though. This week, we're going back to the well. Uh, we have Justin Fields at quarterback. Um $8,700 still. He's still not even the most expensive quarterback on the list, so I'm going to go with him again. Uh, he's been the best fantasy player the last four weeks, and he's going against Atlanta, 31st against 
uh, 31st defense, and it's in a dome. So uh, I think that's a huge matchup. He should at least get 25 points for you. Uh, Antonio Gibson is my running back, saving a little bit of money at $6,600. He's going against Houston. So James Robinson or him, I'm sorry, not James Robinson. uh, What's his name? Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson, Mr. 50 Cent. uh, Had a nice game last week, but I think both of them are still going to score. I think Antonio Gibson ended up with like 14 points. So uh, he's averaging 11 on the year, and he's had three or more targets in uh, the last seven games. So nice little pickup there. Uh, Running back Cordell Patterson, $6,700. He had a really bad game last week, but that's why I want to put him in the lineup this week. I feel like he's going to have a bounce back. Playing against Chicago, so we've all seen offenses that aren't good, even put up points against us. Uh, We're 28th against the run. He's had five touchdowns in six games this year, and the Bears have given up over 30 points the last three weeks uh, to each team. Uh, wide receiver one is C.D. Lamb. I think we both have that have him. Yeah, um, yeah $8,100. So he is going against Minnesota, 29th versus the pass. Uh, last week he had 15 targets, 11 receptions, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Diggs, who went, uh, Stefan Diggs, who went, who went against, I'm sorry, Minnesota uh, last week had 16 targets, 12 receptions, and 128 yards. So I think another great matchup for C.D. Lamb this week. Uh, my guy T Higgins for $7,600 is going against Pittsburgh. They're 30th against the pass. Uh, there's no, no chase again this week and they're also coming off a buy. So you would have to think that he's going to be in the lineup and putting up some points for you. And then Jacoby Myers, $6,500 is my value of the week. Uh, he's going against the jets. They are the ninth against the pass, but the last meeting against them, he did have 13 targets, nine receptions, 60 yards and a touchdown. So I'm hoping that he does something similar there. And then your guy, Greg Dolchich. My dude. Uh, he was good. 5500 bucks, a really good value play against Las Vegas. They're 28th against the pass. Um, at least three out of four games that he started, he has eight points. And uh, Las Vegas just looks like a terrible franchise right now. So should put up some points there. Also with Judy out, uh, that should help too. And then my flex, uh, we're going back to Darius Slayton. I had him about three weeks ago. He didn't do anything. But now he's supposedly the number one receiver for the Giants. Giants, I'm sorry, Detroit is uh, 27th versus the pass. He's averaging nine points a week, even though he hasn't really done anything until about four weeks ago. Um, Two TDs in the last three weeks, so a nice little value play at your flex. And then the Denver Broncos are $3,900. They're going against Las Vegas. I just talked about them. They're terrible. Which car shows up? You know, the Randy one-point car or the 22-point car, you know? Uh, but they're also averaging seven points out of your defense, which is pretty good. Um, so there's my daily Dave lineup for you. All right, we're gonna try and go try and not go into against Dave and daily matchups. My lineup this week, uh, I got some big names and some big long shots here. So let's see where we go. Quarterback, I'm rocking Dak Prescott, seventy five hundred dollars. I thought was a little bit of a discount. That offense been heating up a little bit. CD just went off last week against Green Bay, and Minnesota is definitely a worse secondary than Green Bay. So I'd like to see uh, Dak Prescott. As you mentioned, we both got CD Lamb, so I stack him for my first uh, wide receiver at eighty one hundred dollars. Um, spent up. Give me, give me all every bit of Saquon Barkley against Detroit last week against Houston. He saw thirty five touches and then went for one hundred fifty yards and a touchdown. That's a game script for them, and it's worked. Brian Dable is going to end up being a coach of the year candidate if they can end up squeaking into the playoffs. I'm going to say right now he wins it, um, and they're going to do it on the back of Saquon Barkley. Ninety seven hundred dollars, so a pretty penny. Um, 
Went with a guy who's been in trade discussions for our league this week, Damian Pierce, in my RB2 for $7,600. Playing Washington, I had some slight pause after the way Washington played Philly and their kind of shut down their run attack, run run game last week. But um, I don't know. I think Damian Pierce, he just gets the work. So at least getting a solid 10 if he falls in the end zone, give me a, give me a nice 16 and a hit on him. Um, spent up for some guys, had to end up finding some discounts. Throwing an absolute dart here, hopefully uh, – it hits and Ben Skoronic. I don't even know if that's how you say his Skoronic. name. Hopefully, Skoronic. Uh, Skoronic. Hopefully Stafford thinks that's Cup out there. And keeps I'm pretty him. much just closing my eyes, saying a prayer, and hoping that he gets at least half the, the targets that uh, Cooper Cup got, and he gives me a little PPR floor against New Orleans. Um, give me my guy Rondale Moore. High on him. You guys and I just made a move for him this week. Felt like he was a value at 5800 bucks. Um, San Francisco, a tough defense, but they're extremely generous to slot receivers, and Rondell spends the majority of his time in the slot, so I think he eats again. Yeah, he was, he was, 58, he was $5,800 last week, so I'm surprised he's still there. Yeah, I don't know. I think especially with the Hurts injury, I mean, I don't – Marquise Brown's a long shot to play, but even if he does, his looks are, are looks that are going to give you a floor because it's low average depth of target. It's right at the line of scrimmage. Gets a catch, and he's electric with the ball in his hands, so I think he's going to continue to be a, a staple in that offense. Um, another long shot here in the same game, I'm actually starting Trey McBride, one of your deep-sea divers in the daily lineup. Uh, I really wanted to go with my guy Greg, the dude, Dulcich. I don't know what it is. I think it might be the – Palomalu type hair that he's got. <laughs> he does the have... fact that he looks like Palomalu had a kid with Gardner Benchy when he's playing tight end. Some good but, lettuce. Uh, yeah, some good lettuce. Great lettuce. And you know how mine's falling out, so I'm a little, I, I got to respect the lettuce. So, um, But no, I'm going Trey McBride. I think he's a, a value at 4200 bucks and just banking on him, soaking up some targets. Not my only tight end in the roster, though, because I, I took notes from the Daily Dave himself last week after you spent up for Travis Kelsey, so I did the same Sunday night against the Chargers. feel like he always eats against the Chargers, but when doesn't Travis Kelsey eat? Lock him in for at least 15 points in the flex. Um, and then I had to absolutely punt on my defense. This is the one that might be affected by that uh, that snow getting up in Buffalo. I had no idea they were going to move the game, so I, I took the Cleveland Browns against the Buffalo offense in Buffalo. Um with the well, snow, so they're three thousand dollars, and they were the cheapest defense. Still not official, but if there's three feet of snow, I'm assuming they're gonna they're not gonna play in an outdoor stadium. Um, well, I'm getting negative points out of my defense. Possibly, <laughs> but at least I mean they got a good pass rush. So, but you're all you are playing against Josh Allen, so yeah, we'll see. I don't need to be in the money. I just need to not go all into against you. There we go. I mean, at least you got some big names in there. Uh, so you just got to get you got to get big point production out of them, and maybe some some touchdowns out of the, the cheaper guys. All right. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, we uh, we were supposed to have a commission corner. Obviously, he's not here. He is the commission corner because he fell asleep like a little bitch um, and didn't tell us. So we were waiting about thirty minutes to, to do this podcast. Um, and we're gonna do the, do the two minute drill and get out of here. Uh, so a little quick podcast for you, just so we can say we did it. All right. All right. So week one. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, first first matchup. We have the commission versus my word is my bond. The biggest rivalry in. A lot of TDs league here. The handshake that never was. Maybe in sports in general. It might be. I mean, there should be a thirty for thirty on this uh, on this friendship and uh, on this rivalry. Uh, so I told you the commissioner <laughs> couldn't guard Mikey in the slot. What if I told you there was a handshake that never happened? Uh, so we have uh, Patrick Mahomes, DJ Moore, uh, Debo Samuel, Garrett Wilson, JT coming back and looking good. Tony Pollard looking good. Hawkinson looking good. Uh, right now, the commission is 
projected 120, and Mikey uh, Mikey Donuts over here is at 110. So um, I'm probably going to go with the commish, although I would love to see Trout win and just talk as much shit as possible. Give me, give me Trout riding it on a Bears W in Atlanta. All right. So next matchup, we have Ryan Yusequanda Forever versus the Kamish Killer going back to the old name. Uh, you should get the win here. You're projected 131. He's projected 113 uh, in lathe, that is. Um, I don't really – yeah, I like your lineup a lot better. You got Jackson back. You got Olave, Mooney, Moore we talked about, Henry, Barkley, Dulcich. Um, but Late does have a sneaky good lineup, but I think you got a better overall lineup. Um do you want to pick your game? Yeah, I'm going to go with myself. I got to speak it into existence after you go. going over Yeah, I mean, he's uh, Michael Pittman. You know, I don't know what he is anymore. Ayuk's been good. Scantling is hit or miss. Patterson, hopefully, he's good because he's in my daily day, but we'll see. I, I'm going to go with you, though. Next up, we got Channel versus Andy. Uh, I think this, this one's, one's easy. I'm going channel. Wide receivers have been hot, and Andy's team has been struggling. Yeah, I'm going to have to go channel. He's projected 132. Andy's not even projected 100 points, uh, which you don't <laughs> see a lot. Does he have anybody on buy or hasn't been? No, he's in? got a full lineup, and Tony and Drake London both projected single digits. That's uh, struggling. Uh, Dawson Knox also projected 7. Carter only projected 10. Najee Harris had a good game, projected 11. Uh, might be another rough week. Going for eight in a row. That might be a record. I don't know. We have to look that up. Eight losses in a row. All right. Next game, we got Wasim going up against Lewis. I think this is the game of the week. Two teams that have been trending up. Yeah, two teams uh, both on a two-game winning streak, both uh, looking to make the playoffs at 5-5. Five and five. Uh, We got Simo at 121 and Lewis at 128. Lewis has to start Derek Carr this week, so we'll see um, if that works out for him. But, also, uh, Wasim is starting Daniel Jones. So uh, there are two usual not starters there. Um, I think I'm going to go with – I think I like Lewis in this one. Just overall, I don't know about Devontae Smith and Slayton, even though I put him in my daily, Dave, uh, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I don't know. Not having Kyler in the lineup is really hurting Wasim. I like his team. I think he's trending up. Um, I think Singletary is going to help him down the stretch. Schultz coming back with – with uh, yeah. with Pat, with Dak and that offense looking good could be really big for him. But he's got a tough matchup this week with Kelsey, and then even when he's got uh, Kenneth Walker on a bye, he picks up James Conner. It looks like he's going to have the lion's share of the work versus Sam Fran. Yeah, Lewis's Lewis's whole bench is on bye except for uh, for Gallup, and somehow he still puts up a, a decent lineup. All right, yeah. and then we got another huge game that would have been a lot bigger if uh, the injuries didn't happen to McCarthy's team, the Chubby Chasers yeah. versus the Walgines. Uh, 119 to 129. Waldo is projected to win, and I think he wins this one pretty handedly. For the first time since last fantasy season, McCarthy is projected under a 130. I know it's insane. At one point, I think he was projected like 200 points. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going Wally. Just injuries might be too much for Mac this week. Uh, although I do like, um, I do like. I mean, his running backs are solid. I'd really like Josh Allen to bounce back, but I just don't know if Duvernay or Wondell Robinson are going to give him. Juice to overtake what Waldo's got in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, Waldo still has to, he's got to start Joshua Palmer. He's got to start uh, uh, Gibson. So, I mean, there are some questions, but I think he wins pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, so. and then, this matchup is your matchup. You and uh, Gallagher, who uh, 
Uh, both project your projected 133, Gallagher 127. Who you got? Uh, yeah, so this is another, you know, maybe game of the week here. Uh, we're both really fighting to get in the playoffs at 6-4 and four and kind of stamp our, our names in there at, with seven wins. Um, I'm struggling again at wide receiver. i got to start Thielen and Curtis Samuel or possibly Terrence Marshall Jr. So that's how bad my my uh, wide receiver core is right now. Um, but I do like Kamara, Jacobs, Andrews coming back. Always Burrow and Higgins are, are good. Uh, he does have Herbert. Justin Jefferson, which I'm really scared of those two, uh, McCaffrey and Jones, but he also, again, has to start Allen Robinson and Claypool. So we'll see what Allen Robinson is this week. Uh, I do have the Eagles against the Colts, which might be good with Matt Ryan standing back there getting some sacks, um, but I think he picked up Cincinnati, uh, who's got a pretty decent matchup too. Um, so this one should come down to the wire, um, but I'm going to have to pick myself. I need this one bad. I think if you can get Andrews back and have a big game coming back, Burrow and Higgins should eat against Pittsburgh. You should be looking good. Although Herbert could have a massive game. He, he played pretty yeah. well against Kansas City earlier this year, the beginning of the year. I think it was week two. If he gets his pieces back in Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, I think Herbert could have a monster game. But I don't know, Tyler Conklin is struggling. This one's yeah, really for, close for me. I've got Conklin, too. Um, I think the over-under in that game is like 52. So Yeah. Give me Dave because he got the podcast going this week. There we it's go. gonna be close. <laughs> All right, it's a two-minute drill. We got everybody in there. That's it. All right. Well, forty-four minutes in. It's a little bit shorter than most podcasts, but again, at least we got it in. Uh, we'll get it out before twelve o'clock here. Um, and uh, what is it? Always remember, it's never too late to re- come relax at the lounge. Uh, have a good night. <laughs> Thanks for letting the B team crash. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. Fuck you, Randy.